What is up, everyone, and welcome into episode 13 of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Cardenas, and here with me, as always, is my co-host and best friend, Tyler Carden. Man, I missed you last week. How's it going? It's good, man. I missed you, too. We took a week off. but um, We did. We did. We're back and feeling kind of professional today. This is a nope. lot more professional than, than our past episodes, so... <laughs> A little bit. We're starting to get the setup starting to come together a little bit for both of us. We've got the video going today. It was a good, um, good productive week for us to get ready. It was a, it was just a mix of uh, we had some technical difficulties when we tried to record last week mm-hmm. due to all of the uh, new things we have going on. And it was a busy week. I've had family in for like two weeks straight, pretty much. Yes, yeah, all that. Uh, you were definitely busy. I know. Hosting. It was a lot. Hosting is exhausting, and then when they're from out of town, I'm sure it's exhausting as well. <laughs> yes, it definitely is hard to get enough prepared to present a podcast episode in the midst of all that. So we're <laughs> back now, and we're ready to go. Yeah, I, I'm here for it. Uh, so we have just a little bit of news to go over, mm-hmm. uh, two weeks worth, which is, isn't too much, really. Um, no, it's everyone's not gearing up. Everyone's gearing up for the draft, so, you know. All the teams are kind of, other than a few big noteworthy things. So mm-hmm. on that note, let's go ahead and step into that newsroom. All right. Let's so, do it. So a few things. The big one being over the last two weeks since we have uh, last seen you guys is Sam Darnold has been traded to the Carolina Panthers for a 2021 sixth round, 2022 mm-hmm. fourth round. And 2022 second round as well. Yep. Ooh, do you have any uh, <laughs> thoughts on that one? Uh, it's a steep price. Um, I think it's easy to be like, oh, they didn't even have to give up a first. That's no big deal. But then you kind of look at it and it's like, okay, they still had to give up a second round and a fourth round pick. That's like, that's two starters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's two starters coming yeah. out of next year's next year's draft that they are not going to get there in Carolina for Sam Darnold. Man, who really is a dart throw at quarterback. You just don't know what you're going to get. And I don't love it for the Panthers. Um, and my biggest thing is you're just giving up draft capital that makes it so you won't be able to trade up in this year's draft to try to get a quarterback. I think the Panthers should have been targeting right now as an opportunity to get a guy in there. They're sitting there at eight. There's an opportunity to get up and to trade with the Falcons. And and I know that a lot of people are like, okay, well, there's no way Atlanta would trade within division. But the way I look at it, man, you just got to offer enough to get them to do it. Yeah, the way you put it, like, it's one of those, like, risk-reward kind of situations, the Mm -hmm, way I see it. Because, yeah, they kind of are giving up a lot. I mean, those are two, three potential starters, right, Mm -hmm. that you're giving up in for Sam Darnold, but you know, and he might not be that good, but right. what if he just gets into this Carolina system? He's out of that New York jet system and he just goes off. You just got maybe a steal instead, you know, mm-hmm. if he ends up being a franchise quarterback, cause you know, just changing up the scenery, changing up the personnel around him. Maybe that's all he needs. Um, I, I hope, I hope he does well in Carolina. Um, he deserves to do well. Um, I think he's got the talent to do well. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, 
to me, when my first reaction was, holy crap, that's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's just because the Bears were trying to give up literally everything for uh, Russell right. Wilson at the time. And I'm like, God, that's all they gave up for Sam Darnold? <laughs> I would have given that up yeah. for Sam Darnold as a Bears fan. Yeah. So I, I, For I, Bears, I think it would have been a good, <sighs> good move. Yeah, I think we could have done it. Um, that kind of sucks for the Bears and myself now. So now it's just one less option. Yep. But mm-hmm. also as a Bears fan, that takes Carolina away from that QB position now in the draft right so it should yeah one less team to worry about uh still hoping it's also a a potential spot to trade into you know what i mean with with carolina sitting Mm -hmm. there eight they might be interested in unloading that pick if there's a quarterback still there at eight when when they go when they go to pick yeah and i'm hoping with um i totally lost my train of thought i'm sorry i i just that's all right i i hope the Carolina is just stays away from the the QB situation. Um, I'm hoping the Bears trade up. To be completely honest with you, um, and and speaking of trading up, I guess I'll just mention it now. Um, the who who was it? The Falcons are interested in trading out of the fourth yeah. spot, from what I'm hearing. Yep. So, ugh, so who knows? I mean, because we, I know you and I both originally have um, Kyle Pitts. I think going at that spot mm-hmm. yep. as the most likely landing spot. Yeah. Uh, but if, if they trade out, I mean, yeah, uh, this, this draft is going to be super interesting. I know we've talked about it before. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see like just what happens because I, I there's going to be at least one more big move before this draft mm-hmm. happens. Without a doubt. Without a uh, doubt. With teams trading. So we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens and who it is. Yeah. If, if I'm a Bears fan, I am hoping that it goes Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson to the Jets at two. I am hoping that the 49ers really do take Mac Jones. And if Justin Fields is sitting there at four and the Falcons are willing to move, I think the Bears need to give up anything. They need to just mortgage whatever they can to get up to that spot. They have to get to that spot if Justin Fields is there. I fully believe that. I have a smile now, I believe on my face that, right now. I believe that for I'm the other teams that. as well, but <laughs> it, it would be. I think it the has Bears would. I I sit here and say I think the Bears would do it, but like let's be honest, we right. we have Ryan Pace out there, who's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, Andy Dalton won. Andy Dalton won. Mm. Like, shut <laughs> up, man! Shut up! Yeah, shut yep. up, Ryan Pace. You're gonna get yourself in trouble. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick before we hop off the uh, Sam Darnold topic here, I found some interesting stats here this past week um, on profootballfocus.com, and I kind of want to share those with you and kind of get your thoughts. Okay, so I was looking at Sam Darnold's passing depth numbers. Okay, so I was looking okay. at his p- completion percentage um, on throws that are 10 yards or further in throws that are nine yards and under. So up to nine and after and 10 and up his completion percentage on those nine and under throws, 82%. So that's pretty good. He's, he's making those throws, which he should be as a professional quarterback in the NFL. Now the problem his completion percentage on those throws that are 10 yards and further is 40%. It's literally half of his completion percentage on those short yardage (laughs) throws. So, 40% is not a lot. That's super, super small. Now, 
what that means as far as his quality as a quarterback. I don't want to go there and speculate, but but let's That's talk a fantasy real quick. <laughs> so there's two really relevant wide receivers on the Carolina Panthers, and Sam Darnold is mm-hmm. presumably going to be the starter there. Um, let's talk target percentages for Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. So let's look at the receiving depth. So Robbie okay. Anderson, um, on those 10 yards and up, those those further throws, that was only 30%, 38% of his target share. So 62% of his targets were nine yards or shorter. So he, he got a lot of that okay. short yardage work for the Panthers last year. Now DJ Moore is the exact opposite, where he his 10 yards and up, those that his percentage of targets in that range were 59%, 41% in that nine yards and under. So essentially it's like the 60 40 split where Robbie Anderson's getting the short stuff. DJ Moore is getting the further stuff. And we know Sam Darnold is not efficient throwing downfield. So are you worried about DJ Moore next year? I mean, if we're going based off numbers, which I, you know, fantasy football is very, very uh-huh. heavily um, determined on numbers. I, yeah. How can you not be? Mm-hmm. I, you right. have to be worried. Because um, anyone would take, I imagine most people at least, would take DJ Moore over Robbie Anderson. Right, right. You're going to go by these numbers. It's a totally different story. Now Now you're in this position of... Do you still take DJ Moore over Robbie Anderson? And if you do take mm-hmm. DJ Moore, like how high do you really take him? Yeah. Because you don't want to take him too high or too early and then get burned because he's not the guy in Carolina right. getting all all the yards and the touchdowns. But you don't want to not take him and someone takes him ahead of you and now you're just out completely. Right, exactly. That That's going to be interesting. Oh, man. I... I think I would lean towards Robbie Anderson. I've had him on. He did me wonders. I feel like in the times I've had him on my team and I've started him, I don't have much experience in the DJ Moore realm. I've never really had him on my team, so I've never had that connection. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I would stick with Robbie Anderson. That's just my opinion. Uh, I don't know where you land on that. No, I I I think I'm there with you. I think I'm at the point where I want Robbie Anderson on my team more than I want DJ Moore now. I'm not ready to say that Robbie Anderson will finish the season with more fantasy points than DJ Moore. But I think Mm -hmm. when you look at draft value and kind of where they're going to be picked at um, as far as ADP goes, I think Robbie Anderson will be a better value than DJ Moore. And I think it will be because of this. I don't think Sam Darnold, even if he ends up being good in Carolina, he's not going to like turn into Patrick Mahomes next year. You know what I mean? He's not going to be this like crazy efficient passer. They're not going to, put their offense through him. It's not going to be like that. I think you want to have that reliable PPR target that is Robbie Anderson there to, to kind of catch that underneath stuff and, and get those shorter yardage throws that we know Sam can make. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm trusting Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. I, I'm probably avoiding next year. Yeah. Um, I, I'll probably take a shot on him in, in one of my leagues because <laughs> just kind of see what happens. Why he, he's very yeah. good. He's a very talented wide receiver. That that is true. But man, it's and it's CMC's an interesting back. That's the thing. So it's mm-hmm. it, yeah. I mean, and if 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 those short those short yardage passes are, are what Sam Darnold likes, and he's going to stick to that. I mean, now you have Robbie Anderson, 
that's proven he can put up numbers in that short game. And you already have CMC in the backfield who, right. Oh, maybe if they're not running it, they'll just toss it to him. I, you know, <laughs> DJ Moore is looking worse and worse for your team. Just, just based off some of those factors. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting position to kind of see how that team kind of plays out headed into next year with Sam there. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty. Um, Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks signs a four year deal worth $69 million. Dude. That's a big deal. Literally and figuratively. Like it's a big deal. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I I know it looked like Metcalf was going to be the guy moving forward, you know? Yeah. Um, I, w- I wasn't going to be surprised to see him go to eventually, Tyler Lockett, but he's locked in four mm-hmm. more years. Yeah. How do you see that affecting the value of D- uh, DK Metcalf, of uh, Tyler Lockett himself? Do you see that? Do you see that as, like, I guess, a good thing now that there's still that dual threat between the two of them? Do you think that kind of devalues DK Metcalf a little more? Any Anything like that? No, I don't think it changes his value too much. I think it, it might just be a good thing. Now we know what that wide receiver core is going to look like. We know it's going to be DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, one and two. And maybe they have some extra pieces in there, but those pieces aren't going to be enough to really matter, I think, for fantasy. So mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing to know, hey, his situation, the way things are sitting, are going to stay, presumably, the only issue is, is Russell Wilson going to be there after this year? But that's a completely different conversation. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. think the Tyler Lockett thing scares me at all if I'm a DK Metcalf manager. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, if you're going to be scared of anything, it's going to be Pete Carroll and running the ball. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that I am That's definitely scared of. about. I am a f- <laughs> terrified of that, but I'm not worried about Tyler Lockett. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then uh, news actually just coming out today. Yep. Um, Arizona Cardinals are signing former Steelers running back James Conner to their roster. They mm-hmm. recently lost Kenyon Drake to the Raiders, and now they're adding a second running back in James Conner. I know we talked about it a few weeks ago where how do you kind of view Chase Edmonds? Yeah. If he's the lead back, how do you see him? What do you think? Do you think Chase Edmonds is going to say that lead back? Will it oh, become Conner? Like, what do you? Cause me personally, I hope Edmonds is the lead back, and I hope James Conner is maybe that third down back. That that's what I'm hoping for personally. I, what do you think? So this is, I think this is one of the worst things that they could have done for fantasy managers is sign James Conner, a running back who is like he's good, he's a solid player, but he's not going to go in there. And I can't tell you with 100 percent certainty that he is going to command more volume than chase Edmonds, right and i think that's the problem is now we have to try to guess what that backfield is going to look like and i don't want to play that game when Mm -hmm. kyler murray is the quarterback like there like i saw a post today that was uh, on twitter is just like don't forget that this is arizona's running back one and it was just a picture of kyler just dropped back and then took it (laughs) and ran it down the field and ran for like 45 yards and it's just like yeah, no, that's right. Kyler Murray is running back one, and then the rest of this backfield. I, I'm, I don't. I want to stay away from it. Um, my guess is that James Conner is getting those, is running the ball, kind of the one between the tackles, and Chase Edmonds is that, you know, passing down situations back. Yeah, um, and it's going to look exactly like Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds did last year, but Chase Edmonds probably gets a little more work 
than they did when when Kenyon Drake was back there, but not enough for me to be like that's the guy I want. Okay, flash question: Would you rather have your backfield be James Conner and Chase Edmonds or Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds? Oh, if I'm an Arizona Cardinals <laughs> fan, like as far as quality of football or like <laughs> fantasy football wise, either both. <laughs> if oh man, I think. Probably Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds is better in both situations. That's right. I I think. Feel, see, I feel like Chase Edmonds – or not Chase Edmonds. Um, James Conner is just so injury prone now too. Yeah, that's, like that's kind that of the thing about. Is, is he just gets injured super often, which also really just like, oh, I want Chase Edmonds because if when James Conner goes down, I want to have Edmonds on my team. But it's like that's not a good reason to draft someone. <laughs> right, so, exactly. So I think we want to avoid – the Cardinals backfield. If it was me, I'm I'm kind that, of not touching it. I I I'd take yeah. I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. <laughs> oh, an, another piece of news I just thought of: the uh, Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They signed Giovanni Bernard. I think yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. From the Cincinnati Bengals. So that makes a third backfield that I really don't want to touch. Like I I say third, at least three. But I'm thinking of the Bucks, the Raiders, and the Cardinals. Like. I don't want pieces of these backfields. Yeah, it was already a coin toss last year with the Bucks. So, I, what do you, mm-hmm. you know, what are you now doing it's like now? A three I, three-sided coin. I don't know. <laughs> so, speaking of, I guess another piece of news. Now that you say that, I totally um, it's not fantasy relevant, really, but it's NFL news nonetheless. Um, Julian Edelman's contract was terminated by right. The, yeah. Uh, Patriots due to his failed mm-hmm. physical and it yep. is speculated or I guess confirmed now. I don't, I, yeah, he, he did it. I watched the video. It's confirmed. Oh, he did retire. Yeah, it was yep. a video on it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I wonder like, when the buck, I'm assuming the bucks announcement will be next week. Right. <laughs> That's my <laughs> guess. Yes. Like I, I wouldn't even be surprised. Like we joke about it. <laughs> but <laughs> right. would you really be surprised? Dude, Gronk retired just because he didn't want to go play with the... Uh... I know it's a little different situation, but he didn't want to play with the <laughs> Lions. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I love no, it so I would, much. It wouldn't, be, it wouldn't surprise me one bit, but <laughs> he's he's pretty broken. I know physically it, it's pretty rough for him, so he might not. He yeah, so back. sorry to um, our friend Mario. He is a huge Patriots fan. Um, from the oh, East Coast. Oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> and he, uh... <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Mario, I know you listen. I just want to say, hey, man, how you doing? Are you holding up okay? And for everyone else out there, Mario drafted Julian Edelman first in our Dynasty League last year. In our Dynasty so... Startup League? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, poor guy. Uh, I think we need to give Mario an extra pick next year in the Dynasty draft. I was just thinking that. Maybe we can get him like a compensation pick or something. Maybe we can uh, try to <laughs> help him out a little bit. And again, That's I'm rough. so salty that he uh, he beat me with like some statistic change. So maybe he's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I can't wait to, to get into that league this year and, and get to talk trash here on this podcast. <laughs> I love it. I cannot wait. All right, guys, and before we get into our next discussion, I just want to give a shout-out. Uh, we have recently partnered with Rep Sports and Raise Energy 
this the Ray's energy drink is just it's phenomenal. It it is what gets me through the podcast editing sessions. It's what get gets me through the day most of the time, and even maybe a workout here and there. I'll take it. It's an energy drink, but it's got zero grams of sugar, no sugar, and it tastes you you wouldn't even know. It. It, it's just it's delicious, guys. I I can't talk highly enough about it. Um, it's actually got two types of caffeine in it: slow release and a long release, so you get that jolt of energy, but no crash later. Unlike some of the other energy drinks, which is amazing. They have delicious flavors. They have a Baja Lime, which is just like a Baja Blast from Mountain Dew. It's delicious, guys. I I can't. It's so good. Head over to repsports.com, and you can buy a pack of Ray's Energy, or you can buy a pre-workout, whatever suits your fancy. And if you use the code FIRSTREADFOOTBALL, F-I-R-S-T-R-E-A-D, FOOTBALL, at checkout, you will get 15% off your order which is a fantastic deal. I highly recommend it. And you're going to be wanting to buy these by the cases. Like, trust me, I I have a few on the way. So go ahead, check it out, repsports.com. Use code FIRSTREADFOOTBALL at checkout for 15% off. And let us know what you guys think, because I want to talk to someone about these drinks. They are just so delicious. I could talk, I could make a whole podcast about them. So go ahead, check them out, and let us know what you think. So we are actually going to be talking NFL draft and and we decided to continue our little hgtv theme and we're going to talk house hunters nfl draft style and i'm super excited about this so here's what we're going to do we're going to talk through some of the top nfl draft prospects um from a skills position perspective so we're going to talk about one tight end you could probably guess who that is i think we've got three running backs and four wide receivers we're going to talk about them each of us did some research and some a uh, little bit of film study this week. We don't really know what we're doing, but we had a lot of fun trying to figure But it was pretending fun. we did. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, we're going to talk about what we saw from these players, what we think their kind of roles, best roles would be in the NFL. And we're going to kind of dream team, dream scenario these players and say, hey, what landing spots do we think would maximize their fantasy value? So we're not saying that, hey, we think that Kyle Pitts is going to get to X team. We're just going to say, hey, I think if Kyle Pitts was on this team, he would score the most fantasy points out of the rest of the 32 teams in the NFL. So yes, now that, now we that are, we're, we are saying that Jamar Chase should end up in Chicago. We are saying that, though. <laughs> hey, for, if, just for everybody's if, benefit. <laughs> Tyler watched some Jamar Chase this tape this week, and he is very, very excited about that player. But I, we'll get, I pre-ordered we'll get to him. Jamar Chase jersey. I said, whatever team they land on, send me that jersey. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. So let's go ahead. Let's get this thing kicked off. We're going to start with one of probably the the player that I'm the most excited about in this entire draft, yes. and that is Kyle Pitts, tight end from University of Florida. Kyle Pitts comes in at 6'6", okay, 6 foot, 6 inches, weighs 240 pounds, and he ran at his pro day this year a 4-4-4 40-yard dash. He is fast. He is big. He is strong. He is awesome. So kind of watching in watching some of the tape for him, you should watch it too because the dude is an animal. He is just a freak athletically, and he is so good at this game. It was awesome. And he's so okay, good, so dude. Like, it, it's a lot of fun. So some of the things I kind of saw was that he's super good at the catch point. He, he seems to have a, a good feel of like where the ball is going to be and how he needs to get up there and make catches. And so he's really good at these 50-50 ball situations. You can kind of just put it up there for him, and he's going to come down with it because he's strong, he's big, 
and he's athletic. So he's not just like tall, but he can jump and he can do all of those things. Um, he's got really good hands. He makes the catches super reliable. He comes down with them, even though he doesn't always get the most separation because yes, he's athletic for his size and everything, but it's not like he's, you know, running around super quick and super agile. So he doesn't always have a ton of separation, but he, he makes the plays where he needs to be. Um, watching a lot of the plays, I noticed he was just too athletic for the linebackers and too big for corners. So he's just this mm-hmm. matchup nightmare where if he's in the middle of the field and, and running amongst linebackers, they just can't cover him because they can't keep up with him. But the corners can't make plays on the ball because all you have to do is kind of put it up there and he's going to get it over them. Um, so I, I saw a play where he kind of caught the ball right in front of a linebacker. He he kind of turns around and stiff arms him and then just starts running and outruns him and scores a touchdown. Like the linebacker yeah. was on his hip as he caught the ball. And then he was just like, no, get off me. It was awesome. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it was super fun to he's, watch him. Is a blast. Yeah, he's going to be good. Uh, dude is so big. Like so big, he's just, he's just, he's a football player, right? Like yes, yes. <laughs> he's what, he's what yeah. you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm excited to see where he goes. He's definitely, we, we had mentioned earlier, a lot of people, a lot of experts have projected he's going to go at number four to the Atlanta Falcons, yeah. which with Matt Ryan and, and, and that whole company, th- that'd be great. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about, obviously, like you said, we're not here to talk about where we think he's going to go or who needs mm-hmm. him. We're thinking about yep. dream scenarios. Where yeah. will he be most fantasy relevant by a team that maybe needs him or that should take him over their current starter, anything like that? So we got to hunt for the right house, so to speak. we got to hunt yep. for the right team. That's what this game is all about. So who is your house hunter pick for this tight end, Kyle Pitts? All right, so with Kyle Pitts, I wanted to find a team that feels maybe a little more modern in their offensive approach. So I want somebody who's going to utilize their tight ends well in a pass-catching role, right? Like We don't want somebody who just stick their stick their tight ends in line and have them block all the time, right? And I think Boring, he, yeah. he's going to be better off at, at a, in a team where he can kind of be the number one option the same way that Travis Kelsey is for the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Because I think he has that potential. He is good enough to be the number one receiving option for a team. So where I ended up, and maybe I have a little bit of bias here, but I actually went with the <laughs> Indianapolis Colts, okay? So okay. Frank Reich loves his tight ends. Absolutely loves his tight ends. Just think about what Zach Ertz was able to do in Philadelphia. <laughs> and Kyle Pitts is better than Zach Ertz was. Mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts can, yeah. would, would be, as soon as he steps on the field, he would be the number one receiving target there in Indy because he's better than Michael Pittman. He's going to be better than the current T.Y. Hilton. He's going to demand targets there. Um, And Carson Wentz, we know, has an affinity for kind of those big, long targets where he can kind of just put the ball up and let them make a play. We've seen it from him before. So I went with Indianapolis Colts for Kyle Pitts. I like it. I like it. I, I I wouldn't have gone there. Um, that's a good choice though. That's a good choice. I think I had reasonable rationale and maybe I was just dreaming. It was okay. Yeah, probably just a little (laughs) bit. You already have like four, four or five, seven tight ends. I don't, I don't know. Um, Hey, we have less than the Bears, (laughs) so I don't want to hear it. Hey man, I can't even name you all our tight ends. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) 
<laughs> you sent them oh. to me one day, and I was like, I guess we do have quite a bit. I can only think of one. <laughs> I'm just really high on on what's his face, though. So I can't. Chicago would <laughs> Chicago would have probably been a decent option too. Yes, but I don't want him in Chicago. I not that I don't want Ooh. him. I just I'm really Ooh. high on our tight end. I I okay. I want to. I like. I can't even think of his name. That's how high on him I am. That's how. how Oh, right. I forgot about him. Yeah. Okay. Dude, Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Give me some (laughs) Komet. Love it. Um, No, the Colts would be a really good option, too, because you already have, like, a really good O-line. So, like, you don't need a blocker if he goes there. Yeah, he doesn't doesn't need to be, like, a a great blocker. He just needs to go out there and and be a weapon. So, Just not Kansas City. You already have one. Yeah, you don't get another one. Let's be honest. He's going to go to Tampa. Somehow. Somehow he's going to get to Tampa. (laughs) Somehow. (laughs) Okay. Um, So next, moving on, we are going to the running back position and Travis Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Etienne. Um, This guy, I just want to say, has the most complicated last name ever, but it's also the most simple last name ever. I only (laughs) said it wrong a thousand times before I realized I only have to say (laughs) Three letters in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think I about just, it like that. That's really funny. Yeah, I watched uh, when I was watching highlights. One of the YouTube videos was literally like in quotes E T N, and it was just like, <laughs> "Well, that makes a lot of sense." And I will start saying it that way. I, I was E-T-N. spelling it wrong for the longest time too. Like I was spelling it's it E I T I E N N E. You were too. Yep. That's Absolutely. so weird. That's so weird. It's a hard right, so, it's a hard last name. It is, but it's not. <laughs> That's the <what we're>, <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. So Travis Etienne. Oh, I got it right. Love it. There running back. Running back for Alabama. All right. So coming in at a height of 5'10, 205, and running a 4-4-3-40. All right. All right. We're all about it. Um, so Travis Etienne, as of now, is kind of being projected second round um, from a lot of the expert drafts and mock mm-hmm. drafts that yep. we're seeing uh, out of the draft class this coming year. Um, let me read my notes. I have horrible handwriting. So, <laughs> um, One <laughs> oh, thing God. I did notice, just kind of watching film and stuff, is just his dual threat. I mean, if you look yeah. at his statistics, um, especially last year, which is the most important year, right? You know, that's the mm-hmm. most recent, most sure. previous. Um just the rushing and receiving. He's got yards on both. You know, um, it, obviously more rushing yards, but he's just that good dual threat. He's a he's a receiving back, so he's dangerous in the backfield rushing. He's dangerous out in the open and um, a pass play, like anything like that, which to me is the best kind of running back in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you you see it time and time again. Look at look at Kamara, right? Um, he he's good at that. Antonio mm-hmm. McCaffrey. Gibson. McCaffrey. Antonio Gibson, yeah. All right. Antonio Gibson. Uh, just the, <laughs> they put up stats, especially in a fan fantasy format. That's what you're looking yeah. for. Just opportunities. Um, he's super fast right off the snap. Like he just goes. Boom. Acceleration is just there. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that's a lot of selling points for a lot of teams, too, that are looking to him. Like he just go, you know, off to the slow start, anything like that. He's got the size of a running back, right? He's 5'10". He's not big. So he's got that that center of gravity is a little lower. Yeah. So he's not going to get tripped up super easy, anything like that. Um, he's only 205, so he doesn't, like, weigh a lot. Um, but the, but the height super going to help him. Um, 
and he needs to be wrapped up, right, to be taken down because mm-hmm. of that. It's mm-hmm. not going to be like you can't swipe his feet and and just fall down like some other right. other players that we might talk about a little bit later. Nothing like that. Uh, oh yeah, <sighs> sorry, I can't read my handwriting. Forgive me. Uh, he does. He seems like he's gonna um, just kind of break away at any moment. That's the kind of the vibe he gives off, right? Like when you're watching okay. him. Sure. Um, at least, at least what I noticed. I, I can't speak for everybody, but he just seems like he gets out in the open. He's gone, or, or just mm-hmm. he breaks one tackle and he gets out. He's gone. Like you just you never know. You need someone on top of him at all times. Um, when it comes to kind of you know house hunting for this guy, where should he end up? There's there's a lot of teams that need a running back or would benefit from getting a secondary running back, anything like that. Um, but it was kind of hard just to pick one team for him. Cause I think he would do really well on a few teams. And I think the teams mm-hmm. would I think really so. benefit from having him. Um, like, I think the Falcons would be a really good landing spot for him. I think he'd be a good third down back Ooh. in that. Right. You know, cause you have Mike Davis yeah. already. So I don't know if he's going to be the starter, but if you get ETN, maybe he's the starter. Maybe Mike Davis is that third down back. Yeah. And maybe you have that dual threat there with them. Uh, Dolphins would be a nice one to see. They seem like they're kind of loading up, getting ready to just, just yep. they they see the Dolphins. Yeah, that was my that was my right off the bat. That was my first pick was the Dolphins because they seem like they're just they're like a team that's charging up and they're just about to like unload like on mm-hmm. the league and just yep. blow up. Um, honestly, what I would really like to see him uh, with Trevor with Trevor Lawrence. I think that would be super interesting. Uh huh. Um reunited yeah yep yep on on the jags so um yeah god we that's i i think i have to pick jags i think that'd be so it it would be and that's the thing because you got james robinson already right Mm -hmm. so we don't know if he's gonna repeat like he did last year we we, especially with trevor lawrence there so you put etn back there you got two young backs oh trevor lawrence Oh, dude. <laughs> like any, either okay. any, J- Jags or Dolphins, I, either one I'm happy with, but I think the ceiling is high if he, if he goes down to Jacksonville. All right. So I, I think what you're trying to say is you're sending Travis Etienne to Florida. Uh, that, that is what's happening. He is going down to Florida. He's not going to pay any state taxes, and he's going to be a very happy young man. <laughs> I, I like uh, both of those options. I think Jacksonville is super <laughs> interesting. Uh, because James Robinson can kind of be that first, second down guy, and ETN can be that pass catching back mm-hmm. in that safety blanket for Trevor Lawrence, somebody who he's comfortable with, and I think it, it is a really good fit. I think, and it would be an and by, and I do I do just want to think. Uh, I think I said he was out of Alabama topic. earlier. I think I said he was out of Alabama earlier. I think I you did too, but it, yes, that was Clemson. That was my fault. He is out of Clemson, so he'll be reunited with Trevor Lawrence. We have we have plenty of Alabama players coming up, though. Don't you worry. <laughs> yes. All right, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next running back here. We've got Javante Williams. He comes in at 5'10", 220 pounds from University of North Carolina. Um, Watching Javante Williams, kind of what I got from him is that he is a really strong kind of power runner. Like he's the guy that you're going to send between the tackles. He's strong. He's tough to bring down. Like it looked like it was never one tackler 
that was able to bring him down. Like multiple people had to get their hands on him to bring him down. He's got really good contact balance. So when he gets hit, he kind of hops off that really well and is able to keep moving. He doesn't hesitate at the line of scrimmage. He's not like kind of bouncing around. He really finds the hole and, and hits it hard. And I, and I like that in my running backs. It's something that, um, Jonathan Taylor, I feel like was struggled with a little bit at the beginning of the year, but then once he was able to kind of get into that groove, I saw, um, is really that really helped him, and I and I think that's something that helps running backs at the next level as well. Um, now, a couple of the the downsides for him, he doesn't really have breakaway speed, from what I can tell. Anytime I saw him get out into the open field, he was chased down. So the corners okay. were able to catch him, um, safeties caught him. Like he never broke away once he got out. Like he he might get past the linebackers, but a corner was going to catch up with him because he didn't seem like he had that, you know, you, you kind of see that like second gear when guys get out into the open field. He didn't seem to Daniel have that. Jones. Like, yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> like that. where it's like, they start to see that open field and then they kind of kick it in. He didn't really seem to have that. It was like one speed and it was a good speed from, you know, the line of scrimmage and 10 yards out. But once you kind of get past that, he just wasn't going to get away from anybody. So it makes me wonder if like those big plays are going to be a little bit limited. And also his receiving ability is a little bit questionable um, just due to a lack of volume and also a few drops on those targets. So not super sure how well he'll do in kind of that pass catching role. Um, So the, the kind of pick that I ended up with uh, and, and looking for a team that I thought he'd be a good fit for, and I ended up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have a hole okay. there, right? They just got rid of James Conner. He left. He's now with the Cardinals, who were actually my first choice was the Cardinals because I thought that was a fantastic marriage before yeah, James Conner showed up, right? Um, so, so I'm actually going to send him <laughs> back to where James Conner came from. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Somebody they've got a okay offensive line. Like they they have some holes there right now, but they can kind of fill those. They don't have a starting running back that's good, and they've got Big Ben to kind of dump it off to him, and maybe he'll get more targets than he would have, just based mm-hmm. on like how good he is as a receiving back. Um, so I, I thought that was a good fit for him. I like it. I like it. I I don't like the Steelers. I don't think the Steelers deserve any good players. I'm just kidding. That's really mean. Uh, no, I just <laughs> um, no good good pick. Um, they they do they have that hole there, like you said. They need something. Mm-hmm. Um, they already have their receiving weapons. They get a good back in there, kind of force yeah. it in there. Yeah, yeah. I I dig it. I'm okay with yeah. it. I guess I should say. Yeah, I can have them. I don't love it. I don't love it as much as I love my other fits, but. So, okay, cool. So moving on, let's just stick with this running back class. Why not, yeah. right? Um, probably one of, the, one of the biggest running back um, prospects out there. Um, mm-hmm. He's projected – he's really projected from what I was finding in third round, but he's one of the most talked about names. Um, yeah. Najee Harris. Uh, Najee Harris, he's a, he's a name you'll probably hear about a lot. He, he'll, he'll go to a good team, I'm sure. So the things I noticed just kind of watching him – um, he's super hard to take down, like yeah, just from the, the stuff I was watching. He has six two two thirty, like he's tall. He's got the weight, but like he he's going right. Um, he's hard to take down. He's just a bit like you said. He's just a big back, and he can he can force it up the middle if if you watch the tapes. Um, an interesting stat I found, and this kind of goes along with proving that he's hard to take down. 
43 <laughs> catches, 43 catches last season. Only in 22 of those, he broke tackles on. Wow. Like, yeah, like that's that's a lot. <laughs> he um, really so whether is. he's running the ball or catching the ball, apparently he's just hard <laughs> to bring down. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> he's a big guy. Uh, he's the thing about him though, and one of the cons I I learned about him was he's always had a great O line mm. in Alabama. Okay. So. Okay. Maybe he's not as good as he seems because I mean, if you got a good O line, you're yeah. anything is possible. So you take that away. How is he really going to do? I'm sure he'll mm-hmm. still do great, but there's that question mark. You know, if he yeah. goes to a team that has nothing, is he going to be a flop? You just don't know. I mean, um, and another thing I did want to add, um, he actually only has 25 career carries of 20 plus yards, and that's with a fantastic oh. O line. Uh-huh. So something that is really there, interesting, like actually. I'm surprised it's those, at that. Yeah, it's the small numbers that kind of uh kind of like, oh, okay, kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um great up the middle, great on the goal line. Sorry, I'm reading from my notes. I don't ever have like handwritten notes, so this isn't this is <laughs> I apologize. And my handwriting is horrendous. So um he'll be a good goal line back, I think to yeah, I used to have good handwriting. Then everyone <laughs> said it looked like a girl handwriting, and I got all self conscious about it. So I just started scribbling. Oh man, mm. it sounds like <laughs> we need to have a talk later. <laughs> what did I do? Wait, wait, what? Why? No, I meant like like to help your self consciousness. Oh, <laughs> my! Excuse me, consciousness, self confidence, <laughs> self consciousness. Anyway, go on. <laughs> wait, you and I need to have a talk later. <laughs> <laughs> Um, great up the middle. He's, as long as he goes somewhere with a, with a good O line, I think he'll do super good. There are plenty of teams that need a running back. Mm-hmm. Your team is probably one of them. If you were watching or listening <laughs> to this, and um, I just I think he needs to go somewhere with a good O line. Uh, Cardinals were up there for me. I thought he would have done good in that system with Edmonds. He would have been a ghoul, good like one two punch. Mm-hmm. But as we uh, we found out a few hours ago, that's not going to happen. So. Um, <laughs> Honestly, one of my favorite landing spots, and I actually would love for him to go here, fantasy-wise at least, would be the New England Patriots. Oh, um, okay. I they, like that. They have a good O-line. Yep. They have Cam. You know, you got that veteran quarterback. He's mm-hmm. going to be able to be the leader of the team. You, they just added some receiving weapons. but I, I And I know they have running backs, but I, I think they're lacking in something. Yeah, and I think you bring okay in someone like Najee Harris – Exactly. I think you bring in Najee Harris, you add a little more depth there, um, mm-hmm. and a little more options. So I think the Patriots would be at a fantastic landing spot um, when it comes to his fantasy relevance. Yeah, that's a super interesting fit. Um, I thought about them as kind of some of my wide receiver fits, um, but I just don't trust that team right now. So, but but as far as running the ball, sure. I think that is a different story. I do trust the Patriots on the ground. So that's a very interesting fit. I like that one. All right. All right. Who do you got for me? Who are we hunting house for next? Yeah, so we're going to go ahead. We're going to finish up with our wide receivers here. We've got four of those, two each. We're going to kick things off with who I feel like is the wide receiver four in this draft class, and that's Rashad Bateman out of, Bateman out of Minnesota. Rashad Bateman Minnesota. at his pro day, measured at 6'2". He came in at 210 pounds. Um, he ran a really good 40 time. I can't remember what it was, but I think it was in the four fours. It was pretty solid, a little quicker than I think people thought. Um, 
Rashad Bateman, from what I saw on, on tape, he really has like number one wide receiver chops. He's got the right size, the right build. He's quick. He has mm. fantastic footwork and really good route running. Like phenomenal. Just some of the breaks that I saw him do and his ability to kind of stop and start super quick were really awesome. Um, ton of fun to watch. I actually, I remember watching him against Purdue a few years ago and just thinking like, holy crap, that kid is really good. <laughs> he just like <laughs> just demolished Purdue one random game I watched on a Saturday. Um, but anyway, Rashad Bateman, very good wide receiver, has really great hands, makes a lot of great catches. A lot of the, th- a lot of his like highlight plays I saw were really bad throws. So <laughs> he like kind of bailed out <laughs> his quarterback a lot. Like, the ball's really behind him or like really, really high up. I, I, yeah. I saw him make this really wild one-handed grab because the quarterback overthrew him and he just like had to like reach out with everything he had and he snagged <laughs> it one hand for a touchdown. It was awesome. Um, he's fast enough um, to outrun defenders. He's not crazy fast, um, but like quick enough, um, really strong at the catch point. Um, kind of a con, kind of a pro. One thing I did notice is that he was wide open a ton on a lot of the plays I saw, but I don't know how much of that was like playing against iffy defenses and like not as great competition in the big 10 versus like his ability to get open. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. Is he open because the team's bad or open because he is good? I'm not super sure. Um, But I feel confident in, in Rashad Bateman as a number one, wide receiver. And so when I was kind of house hunting for him and trying to pick a new landing spot for him, I thought of, okay, what's a team that I think needs a number one wide receiver. I thought of the Philadelphia Eagles. They have a hole at wide receiver. Um, I think Rashad Bateman can come in and and fill that spot. I think Jalen Hurts is a pretty good Mm -hmm. downfield passer. Um, Bateman is kind of good in that role. There should be enough volume there for him to do well fantasy wise. Um, as far as like they, they are lacking at the receiving option. Right? I don't think Zach Ertz will be there next year. They've got like Dallas no. Goddard and Jalen Rager and Jalen Rager is kind of that like speed downfield mm-hmm. guy. And Rashad, Rashad Bateman, I think can be that kind of possession, more Devonte Adams, kind of receiver for the Eagles to, to kind of be that possession and volume guy. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, when you were uh, going over everything on, on him, I actually, the Colts came to mind. I actually thought yeah. I think that would be a super good mm-hmm. interesting and probably pretty solid choice for him, especially with Carson Wentz there now. If he if he is there at twenty one when the Colts go up to pick, I will literally be on the floor begging <laughs> Chris Ballard through telepathic waves to pick Rashad Bateman. I think he will be fantastic in Indy as well. Um if I didn't pick Indy for Kyle Pitts, I probably would have picked Indy for Bateman. Please, uh, please record this if this happens. Um, oh man, I hope so. Which I'll do that for you guys. I will, I will record uh, me reacting to us moving up to number four, and then my initial reaction when we draft a tackle at the number four spot. <laughs> oh man, I hope you guys don't move up to four to draft a tackle. 
There's so you know many what? good tackles later on. <laughs> I think I'm slowly becoming like a true Chicago fan where like I just hate everything <laughs> about my team now. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much like what you really need to be, right? That's that's a real fan. It's the only way to really cope with things anymore. <laughs> like, oh my god. This gosh. optimism Dude. is not helping. It's not getting the job. Too nice guys funny. really do finish last. Optimistic <laughs> fans really do finish last. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. <laughs> okay. Um one thing I'm also learning from this House Hunters is that I really would just want to be a real estate agent for NFL players. I do too. I would love to do this. Imagine if the NFL actually worked like this, by the way. It was, it was just like, <laughs> oh, uh, here's, yeah. here's your best fit. Like, here's your best fit. But this is, and, fan, and fantasy is interesting because it's more of a, it's not just like, oh, you go to the best team. It's like, where do you, where are you needed? And it maximizes all players' abilities, right? Like, right. it should. Maximizes their right. production. I think it should work like this. It's how Trevor Lawrence feels right now. you're not gonna go to the best team but you're gonna go to one that you'll be used at (laughs) (laughs) one where they they really need you there buddy (laughs) you'll be important to them you will be loved oh my gosh i I feel like we're not talking about houses anymore talking about like like now now we're now we're just like matchmaking yeah right oh gosh um all right let's let's move on let's let's keep on this receiver train mm-hmm. um by the way if i mention trains a lot because i feel like i do just in my everyday life i think it's because i live near <laughs> train checks and i hear them every night so i think i think it's just like some like a subconscious what? thing <laughs> like <laughs> have you never noticed that like oh am I... <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Yeah, you say a lot I've of things. Noticed it. Yeah. You say a lot of things. I don't necessarily keep track you, of all of them. And you wonder why I write sloppy now. <laughs> oh um, man, let's keep moving. Okay, so I I know we kind of have our outline like done a certain way, but I'm gonna deviate off of that. Um, That's fine. So let's. I want to talk about uh, next. Want to talk about Jalen Waddle? Jalen mm, Waddle out of Waddell. Alabama. Waddle, waddle, waddle out of Alabama. All right. So Jalen Waddle, 5'10", 182 pounds. I don't know his 40 time. I'm not. I don't get paid enough to do that. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if he ran that, uh, but he's really fast. He's fast. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he ran that either, so I don't have that down. Um, but not a very tall wide receiver. So nope. um, I know someone else we're going to talk with is not very big either. But he's not very tall, which when you're receiving the ball, when you're catching the ball over a cornerback, over a safety, you want to be tall. You want to have that height advantage. You want to be able to pop up, grab it up. He's not he's not tall, um, but he's very quick off the line. Um, he, he's got that speed. He's got that acceleration. One thing I did notice um, is his punt and kick return game, dude, is fire. Oh, I believe like, it. Yeah. Like I just I don't know if I just pay attention to that because of like the Hester history in my head or whatever, but like mm, yeah. dude, he is so good. Like he was taking some to the house, he was just making good returns. Um so it kind of makes up, even though maybe he's not the best receiver, what a weapon you'll have on special teams. Yeah. Because special teams, there's three phases of this game, guys. There's that's are. one of them. And, they, and it matters. Like, it does. I do like as a Bears fan, like if we didn't have Hester in 06, I don't I mm, 
It would have been a different right? season. Completely mm-hmm. different season. Um, the thing about him is he's projected to be kind of like a top 10 pick as of right now with a lot of people. The thing is with him, at least this is what I keep thinking, is he's had Mac Jones, Tua, whatever his last name is. I can never say it. And and, J- and Jalen Hurts. So he's had no shortage of like amazing quarterbacks. Right, yeah. So you put him with Andy Dalton on the other side or like – like Taylor Heineke, like I don't, uh-huh. I don't really know how J- Jalen Waddle's performance sure. is really going to stack up at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. So he'll be an interesting kind of wherever he lands. Like I didn't see anything from film that like shut out at me and like I, that he needs to be a top ten pick. That's just me. That's just me doing very little like highlights and and game film watching. Yeah. Um, one, yeah, one team I would really i I think I have everything written down wrong, and I'm sorry. Um, one team I'd really like him to go to would be the Bengals, though. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. I think he I think he would do really really good on the Bengals. Um, because he seems like he seems like one of those guys that can just catch the ball and go. And if mm-hmm. we know anything about the Bengals, is that their offensive line is trash. <laughs> and so much so that Joe Burrow did not play a whole season. And yeah. so if that O-line stays similar to what it was, if that O-line's going to collapse on him, he can just dump it right off to Jalen Waddle. I think he'll be right there. He'll be ready to go. So yeah. kind of that short, short, that short game uh, uh, receiver. So I think he'll do it benefits. And I mean, Burrow, Burrow's a beast. So you got a solid quarterback back there. One that I'd be happy to have on any team. So I see him. I would like to see him in Cincinnati. Yeah, they, and they, they need an a receiver. Awesome pick. I didn't even think about that, but I think that's a really good choice. And and he kind of stretches the field too because he's so fast, um, and mm-hmm. it opens the offense up a little bit for T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I think that's a great pick. Great fit. Good job. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next Alabama wide receiver that we have. Um, let's talk Devontae Smith from Alabama. He is 6'1", and here's kind of the the number that needs to stick with you. He only weighs 175 pounds. He weighs less than Jalen Waddle, who is three inches shorter. That's a, that's a big difference when, when you talk NFL players and kind of their body types. So he's small for his size, okay? He's, he's really skinny. He's thin. And you see it, you can tell, like you can, when you look at him and you watch him play, you can tell mm-hmm. that he is super thin out there. This is like, this is like, um, if the Captain America super soldier serum were inserted to Devonta Smith, mm. but like they mm-hmm. forgot to add the muscle part. Yeah. Like, yep. so he, he grew, but he just didn't get as big as Captain America. Yeah. Uh huh. And, and it's funny that you kind of, the, the funny you kind of say it like <laughs> that too, because it's like he got the other things, like he got the strength and he got the speed. It yeah. just like his, the size of his body doesn't fit. Um, so yeah. that's, that's really funny. <laughs> now, so I, I watched Devonta Smith's tape and I hadn't really seen anything from him before um, this week. And we kind of started to do a little bit of research. I expected to be underwhelmed by him because of everything I've heard so far where, oh, he's not that big, yada, yada, yada. So I kind of expected just to be like, eh. You know, like not think too much. Uh, the opposite happened. I was amazed by this kid's ability to play. He is small, 
but he is very good at the game of football, <laughs> which kind of explains why he won the Heisman this past year, right? Like, like they right. don't just hand that trophy out to anybody, especially not just any wide receiver. Um, wow, he's he's super quick. He the, His route running is some of the best that I've seen. Just absolutely fluid, so smooth. Um, just unbelievable. He, it, it's beautiful to watch that kid run routes. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, he he tracks the ball really well in the air, and he's able to kind of like even even the bad throws. He got to the ball super well downfield and was able to kind of come back when it was underthrown, and, and he was where he needed to be. He was he was good at the at those high high point balls where they're like these 50-50 catches. Even though he's not super strong and he's not heavy, right? He's he's tall and he can get up there. He's athletic. Um, really strong hands. He didn't he just didn't seem to drop anything. Mm-hmm. Um and one thing I noticed is that even though he's small, he was not afraid of contact. And I don't know if that's a pro or a con, right? Like I don't know if that's a good <laughs> thing that he's like mentally tough or a bad thing that he's gonna maybe he'll just get himself injured because he's small yeah right um <laughs> uh but it, it was awesome he he's fantastic to watch i had a ton of fun watching him and and i've seen this comp kind of thrown out there before and i don't take it lightly when i say this but he did remind me of marvin harrison out there Ooh. he he looked he was awesome just absolutely unbelievable and so as I'm kind of headed into kind of my my pick for him, trying to find a home for this guy, uh, I was like, okay, he's he's kind of this receiver, and we, you kind of want to pair him with a, a speed type, right? He's not the stretch the field wide receiver. So I thought, what if we threw him on the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Tyreek can be that number one guy Ooh. who stretches the field and is the speed guy, Gosh. and Devontae Smith can be that possession shorter yardage receiver who is – just there and always open. Um, and, and it's, it's tough because it's like, okay, well they have Travis Kelsey and they have Tyreek Hill, but I, I really think Devonte Smith will demand a target share, um, because his route running, I think he'll just be open. Um, so that, that's kind of yeah. the pick that I ended up, I ended up with. I like it though. I, as if the Kansas City Chiefs need more weapons, but yeah, I know. Right. I, <laughs> um, like let's if not it's a let weapon, this it goes to Tampa. We all that's, just, that's that's how it goes. But no, yep. yeah, I I you don't want it to happen, but that yeah, I mean, I like that. I uh, now I'm scared. Yeah, I know. It seemed like a good uh, marriage of the two, where they kind of he fills a role that they don't necessarily have filled there. So I'd like to see him go to New York and the Jets. That would be interesting too. I'd like to see him with Zach Wilson. Yeah, so that's a good honest. one. That would be especially after some of those throws Zach Wilson has thrown. Yeah, and he he'd be right. the number one guy there too. So exactly, that's just a super risky a opportunity. <laughs> Two rookies <laughs> as your oh, QB yeah. one and wide receiver one. Oh god, I know. <laughs> good. Um, so uh, last guy we're going to talk about today is uh, my favorite guy. I watched him tape on. I was just I he. Uh, I got struck with like Cupid Zero when I was watching this guy. He just like I was like, oh my god, Jamar uh, Jamar Chase though. Gosh, he looked so good. Um, <laughs> L- LSU guy. Um, he opted out of last season, so he did not play. So a lot of the stuff we we're watching is you know two years old or so. 
but that just gives this guy more time to get better, right? Yeah. Um, he's a projected top ten pick. Um, he's only five ten, so again, not not the tallest when it comes to your wide receiver. Is he six one? It's because mm-hmm. I should scroll on my info. That's most why. likely. Don't worry about me. I'm in my <laughs> own world. Uh, he's six one. My apologies. He's two hundred pounds. Um, so he, he, just watching this guy, you can't not get excited, right? You just you just can't. He looks so good. Um, he's a deep threat. Like he was just gone. I feel like I, I told Steven this earlier before we started recording, but I just felt like him, like he just looked. It looked like him and Burrow looked like a Madden team that were like, you accidentally put it on rookie mode when you should be playing like all pro mode. So everything is just like easy peasy. That's what this looked like from a few years ago. Uh, it's just, it, it was just so good. He had, so the stat that kind of got to me when I was kind of like researching him or whatever, um, on all of his passes over 20 plus yards, um, or I'm sorry. 20 touchdowns in his 2019 season. 14 of those came 20-plus yards or more. Holy crap. That's crazy. 14 of them. That's insane. And he had 20 touchdowns. Can we talk about that, too? Like That is, that like is a this, lot of touchdowns. <laughs> that's a lot of touchdowns. Because uh, well, what, what did Devontae Adams have last year? 17? Yeah, 17. And he like led, I think, the league in touchdowns. So Yeah, I'm pretty sure. This is less games, too. Touchdowns. College is only yeah. 12 regular season. Yeah, that's wild. And Joe Burrow was his QB, not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he only had five drops all se- all that season. Oh, wow. Five drops all season. Um, and he always just seems like he can create separation. Or if he's not creating the separation, he's just on his own for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Why he's open, I don't know. Um, and he's a great <laughs> route runner, too. So he gets on a route, he's gone. Like he's good. He just it, it's a beautiful sight. So he, I want him to end up in Chicago. That's that's all we need. Pick twenty. He's still there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please just just come on over. Um, I, I would love to see him reunited with Joe Burrow. Like yeah. <laughs> after watching this tape, it would be great. Um, I think even with Trevor Lawrence, he would look good. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, my pick. My my this this I, I found you the perfect home, Jamar Chase. Um, which is actually perfect that we did this last and you picked your player because we're gonna come full circle on this podcast in this segment. I think he should end up on the Indianapolis Colts. Hey. I, think his, <laughs> I think his fantasy I like value it. would be great. Um, you know, I know I know the culture in need of some like really just solid receivers. Not that you guys have bad ones, but I think you need a little more depth there in that position. And do we know Carson Wentz likes to chuck that ball? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, and this is a marriage right here. This is the perfect. He likes these 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 deep throws. Carson Wentz like likes to throw deep, no matter how close his closest receiver is. <laughs> and <laughs> there's a need there for for the position. So I just I think he would do phenomenal indie. Your O line is fantastic. Yeah. I, you got your running game seems to be down. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Hopefully that stays that way. And I just, I think it'd be beautiful. I think there would be a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> that's a really good, good fit too. I, I wouldn't have thought of that, but that that's an interesting one because Jamar Chase doesn't need you to throw a perfect football. And we don't know exactly. if Carson Wentz can throw even a good, good football yet or not. We're yeah. not, we're not really sure. We, so. Honestly, we don't even know if he can throw a football. <laughs> 
I think Troy Aikman was saying oh, that at least last year. Oh man, I, I remember. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking about that game, and I try not to because it terrifies me for what's about to happen to my poor team. But oh, I remember, hopefully. I remember where I was sitting watching that game. Like that's how memorable oh, yeah. that game was, and how bad he was. I remember I was I had it on my phone in the kitchen trying to do dishes, texting you like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what is Carson Woods doing?" <laughs> <laughs> He was so bad. And then and yes. then it's our two teams that are like in the talks to get him. Like <laughs> that's just poetry. <laughs> oh, it really is. It absolutely is. That's funny. Oh, so man. uh another one I just thought of as you were kind of saying that. Um and and I, I wouldn't have thought of it until you started talking about kind of what his role was there in LSU was kind of that deep threat. But another good fit might just be Green Bay. They need. Oh no! They need it. They need to replace Marquez Valdez Scantling, right? Like, imagine Jamar Chase there instead of him, and now you have Jamar Chase stretching the field. You have Devontae Adams as your kind of closer possession guy. That feels dangerous. I don't want to imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that feels like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but like better. Yes, actually, let's do that. Let's take away the fantasy value from Devontae Adams. <laughs> oh man, I, I just, I just, I, I'm really hoping. Like my fairy tale is Aaron Rodgers is like, you know what? I just really liked that whole Jeopardy thing. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to go do that. Your life would be like it was. <laughs> he would retire to go play Jeopardy, and then Jordan Love would be like the next coming of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> no, dude, the Packers are due for like a bad quarterback. <laughs> are they? Like, they statistically, yes. That's <laughs> not fair. <laughs> One might argue, though, that the Bears are statistically due for a good quarterback. I don't like, really see that happening. Like, here's the thing. Like, people can say there was a time <laughs> when they didn't have a good quarterback between like Bart Starr and like Brett Favre. But like, as far as my memory goes, and I was like, that's how long they've had a good quarterback since like before I like just before, <laughs> after I was born. So I don't remember them not having a good quarterback. Oh, it's just man. it's not fair. Like, you know, life's not fair, but that's really not fair. I'm just yeah, Ash, I think uh, should do something about that. My fiance the other day, she was I was telling her about the Jeopardy thing about how the guy asked uh, Aaron Rodgers like uh, <laughs> what <Yeah. laughs> the field goal like whose decision was it uh-huh. and. Uh, She's like, wait, I thought you like hated Aaron Rodgers. And I said, no, I love Aaron Rodgers <laughs> so much. I was like, I hate that he's on the Packers and that he's always been on the Packers. Yep. I was like, he'd probably be like my favorite quarterback if he were anywhere else in the league. <laughs> I was like, I just oh, hate it just, so much. Just the way it goes. That makes it worse too. Imagine if he was hateable. It's a thing like, okay, you know how good Deshaun Watson is, right? You've, you've heard a mm-hmm. story or two. So like oh, yeah. you play, you play him twice a year, right? Uh-huh. Like he's in your division, like Aaron yep. Rodgers to the Bears. Okay, now do that your whole childhood. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Your whole life, <laughs> like it's rough. That's rough. Dude. It's exhausting life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us for this House Hunters. NFL draft edition. It was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed kind of digging into these players and pretending like I knew how to evaluate college talent. It was fun. You know what? That, that makes me, 
I think I'm going to try to decorate this room tonight, this office, because clearly there's nothing <laughs> on the walls, as you guys can see, because I just got done painting it. Don't mind the horrible paint job. I'm still working on it. And that, I think I'm going to throw on some HGTV while I do all that. Maybe there that might be, some, might be some good times. Uh, thank you guys, though, for, lis- for listening. Um, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can always reach us at firstreadpod at gmail.com. If you want to talk football, if you want to we have a spot left open in our dynasty league if you want to do we that. Do. So uh yeah, just let just let us know. Um and until next week, because we'll be back next week. Have a good one, guys. We'll see you later. Yeah, see you guys.